Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio. Hey everybody, this is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-line plot holes and gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy that's constantly growing to outlandish proportions loose in the streets. Conga, born of a scientist's dreams, bred on a madman's nightmares, brought out of the jungle and turned into a wild beast beyond man's understanding. I am your master, and you must obey me. Now you no longer have any fears. Starring Michael Goff as Dr. Decker, who stole the jungle secrets of sorcery, to distill Satan's black magic in his own laboratory. Margot Johns as the girl who becomes an accessory to murder, with Claire Gordon as the young student. Trapped with a madman in a nightmare world of fear, jealousy, and passion. Let me go! Sandra, you know I loved you! The jungle scene of color, excitement, and spectacle is thrillingly mixed with a close mystery of strange insectivorous and carnivorous plants. See them. Fear them. And feel the anger and the anguish of Jess Conrad in a picture charged with powerful emotion. Conga, the most fantastic beast of all time. Not since King Kong has a screen exploded with such mighty fury and spectacle. In the new process of spectamation and Eastman color, he grows in size and terror before your eyes. In a film that fills the screen with giant entertainment. Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. We are kicking off April. April. With 1961's Kong. <gasps> Conga. <gasps> it's like Kong and Congo, but kind of in the middle. Conga. That would be the girl Kong, right? Uh, sure. Conga. Kongi. Kong gay? <laughs> okay, we're out of hell, so no! Ah! Oh, my babe. Steve. 
before we dive into this masterpiece. Are we still sober? <laughs> Somehow, yes. <laughs> oh, let's fix this. Uh, which one are you going to start with? Uh, the shorter one. <laughs> All right. We'll go by height. <laughs> <laughs> well, from Oscar Blues Brewing, we have Old Chubb Scotch Ale, 8% alcohol by volume. Yeah. Look at that uh, plaid can. Yeah, it's a nice little tartan cover. Yeah. Um, oh, chub. Yeah, where are they based out of? Uh, Longmont, oh. Colorado, Brevard, North Carolina, and Austin, Texas. Apparently, uh, Oscar Blues is all over now. Oh. Good for them. Uh, my top. Ah, my top. Nice. And the pool. Ooh, that is darker than expected. It's a nice dark brown ba- beer. Has a gorgeous khaki-colored head. Lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles make me happy. Surprisingly effervescent for a scotch ale. Yeah, ooh. Mm. Yeah, it smells like mm. scotch. It does, <laughs> it does. You get, like, a little bit of that peat. You get that, like, that bourbon, like, a little bit of alcohol burn smell. Kind of oh, yeah. sweet on the nose. Yeah, very malt forward, but a little uh, little robust hop note to it. Mm-hmm. Slightly earthy, but yeah, you definitely get the the peat moss, a little bit of a little bit of roast quality to it. Yeah, a lot of roast. Nice and smooth, and eight percent, very sneaky. Like this is. Oh yeah. Yeah, it it, it tastes like basically diluted scotch or, mm-hmm. or or like carbonated scotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less a little less burny, but. Yeah, it's delightful. Yeah, was it scotch and scotch and carbonated water that uh, like a highball? Uh, that's a version of a highball. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Oh, Oscar Blues, Old Chub. Delicious. Ah, so 1961's Conga. Conga. Baby, do you seen this movie before? I have. With oh. you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did an eight movie marathon. I guess yeah. beginning of COVID? Yeah, yeah, about two years ago. Yeah, it was streaming uh, on Amazon Prime for free. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think that was when we also like were recommended a couple others, like Link <laughs> and all those ones. And yeah, I think Shockma was one of them too. We heard... oh, actually, I think it recommended this from Shockma. So more on that in a later week. But, uh... yeah. <laughs> but yeah, from director John Lamont. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he directed The Green Carnation, 10 episodes of Six Penny Corner, 10 episodes of Errol Flynn Theater, The Shakedown, and Women Shall Weep. <laughs> what? Oh. This, The Frightened City, and three episodes of Sir Francis Drake. <laughs> I'm sure we've seen all those hundreds of times. Probably. And from writer Aben Candle. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, I assume a he. Uh, he wrote Hot Money, Rio, 1939 movie, oh. The Fighter, 1952. Oh. <laughs> not, uh, not the Christian Bale and... Uh, <laughs> uh, was Marky Mark his brother? I don't know. I didn't watch yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was a teenage werewolf. Oh. Yeah. I was a teenage Frankenstein. Oh. The Blood of Dracula. Hey, there's one we know. Hey. <laughs> this, one episode of The Man from Uncle, Berserk, and his last writing credit, Trog. Oh my. Uh, is Trog, was that the one that was like Joan Crawford's last movie or something like that? I don't know. I don't, I'm not familiar with it. Comes up, uh on a list of like somebody's last movie save it for the last <laughs> month <laughs> yeah, yeah, so maybe a future theme if you hadn't noticed it's like going out on top month <laughs> see yep, have... J- yep, 1970 joan crawford oh and michael guff oh. steve I, I, we discussed this it's got to be december so we can do the last month exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have another last month where we do like the last starfighter <laughs> Uh, Last action hero, wait. I also have that list as well, babe. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, the other writer, Herman Cohen, uh, he's a big co-writer in a bunch of Hammer stuff. Uh, this and Berserk as well. All so, right. there you go. Uh, starring Michael Guff as Dr. Charles Decker. Ooh. You might know him as Alfred from uh, the good Batman movies. <laughs> you know, Batman yeah. and Batman Returns. 
Margot Johns as Margaret. <gasps> Ooh. Jess Conrad as Bob Kitten. And uh, apparently Stephen Burkhoff is a student on the field trip. Babe, do you know who Stephen Burkhoff is? Who's he, Steve? Uh, you know uh, Beverly Hills Cop? Yes. He's uh, the bad guy in that one. The like, oh. South African dude. Uh, also the bad guy in Rambo 2 where he plays Ooh. like a Russian general. Uh, he's also been on our podcast before. Actually, a couple <gasps> times I think. But remember our super sexy sequel September? No. Well, another <laughs> nine and a half weeks. He popped up in there for a couple of minutes. Oh, was he that weird, like, sex dungeon guy? Yes. Yes, he was. Oh, my he, God. He was a, like, Andy Warhol wannabe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, another nine and a half weeks. Uh, Find it. Watch it. Oh. Vomit. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. But, yeah, apparently he was uh, one of the kids on the field trip with hair, apparently. All right. Yeah. Oh, so, babe. Steve. This movie starts out, and we see that it's filmed in Spectimation. Ooh! Yeah. And, uh, a, a quick question. Okay, the credits at the beginning of the movie, like, we've been watching a lot of, like, the Hammer movies and stuff like that from this time frame, like, in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Do you prefer the credits at the beginning of the movie or at the end of the movie? Honestly, I prefer them at the beginning. Really? I do. It's, I don't know, it, um... It's just a nice way to, like, ease into the movie. Like, ooh, that person's in it. Ooh. Yeah. And you, and you kind of know that going in usually and stuff, yeah. too. But it, it doesn't, like, take you out of, like, okay, this is a movie, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't, like... Well, like, I guess the eight or nine previews you saw before are probably... Yeah. Or, yeah. So here's my thing. I like having all the credits at the beginning because they still do credits at the beginning. You're going to have nine and a half minutes of like Lighthouse Productions presents a golf course feature film presents a bathtub water I will not have production. you besmirch A24 like that where <laughs> basically you can become a producer with an opening credit for $500. Right. Disgruntled Nachos Productions <laughs> presents. Okay, oh, oh, now you're just making shit up, guys. Come on. By the way, we already agreed. If we have a production company, we were going to call it that. Patent pending. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> Just checking at disgruntled nachos. Yep, we're still good on Twitter. All right, all, all right. right. We're not going to do any copyright violation? Nope, yeah. nachos is a uh, public domain? All right. <laughs> okay, and then the start of this movie, after the credits and the little uh, sequence mm -hmm. they got with it, uh, we see a plane flying over a forest. <laughs> I mean, we get jungle noises, yes. but it's definitely a forest. It's a, it's one of the cloud forests, babe. You know, the forest between the jungles and the mountains? Nope, never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, where the monkeys live. <laughs> I mean, yes and. It's where the, the silverbacks live. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, this is Amy territory. Okay, well. This is the Virunga region of the Congo. <laughs> so you say. Yeah, um, see, this movie's so old that this is when uh, people still enslaved the apes. Okay. <laughs> Solomon's they, Mines or whatever? Yeah, Solomon's Mines, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that went until the 60s. Right? <laughs> Goddamn. I thought they stopped production way before. That explains why the city is so clean, though, when they right? uh, show up 30 That's years later. That's why it's later. not just mountains of ape poop. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the killer apes getting together. Okay, we need to clean these streets. <laughs> Oot, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> you had beans for lunch. Don't worry, we'll do shifts. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... So anyway, this plane's flying over the forest, and then it just randomly, like, just crashes, like... <laughs> and then it's, like, a week later, and uh, we were, like, at a hospital or something, and there's, like... Oh, no, it was, like, a news report, that's right. And they're, like, uh, famed botanist Dr. Decker is missing and presumed dead and blah, blah, blah. And then it, the smash cuts to, oh, never mind, he's returned now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we find out, oh, it's a year later? Yeah, like, like there's no, <laughs> like the only the only time frame we're given is like, oh, he's been missing for a week now and presumed dead, and then we see him like coming back at the uh, at the airport, and you know he's alive. Oh, Doctor Decker over here, and like reporters talking to him, like you've been gone for over a year, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, you've been doing what now? Like, I'm sorry, we've got a lot of plot to get through. Let's get through the whole preamble <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, he's ba he. 
also brings along a little friend with him, a little uh, little chimp named He's a Conga. Baby chimp. Yeah. And of course, the reporter's like, "Ah, who's your friend?" <laughs> like, "Oh, this is Conga. You see, when I was, when I was lost in the jungle for a year, you know, it's Michael Gove, so you got the nice English, you know, Shakespearean acting. Yeah. <laughs> the natives they saved me, and I thought." Why hurry back to what you call civilization when I can just do my research here? You see, I'm fascinated by animal growth, and I found these incestuous plants. And, uh, you incestuous know. Incestuous plants, you say? <laughs> yes, incestuous. Just a lot of. <laughs> no, insectuous, you know, plants that ah, eat insects. Insectivorous. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Insectivorous. Insectivorous. Oh, maybe that's what I was trying to write. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yes, I'm going to find that link between plants and animals. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll continue to do my research here in in Mario London. So we'll talk shitty. Release the corgis. <clears throat> that's right. <laughs> and uh, then we meet his uh, secretary slash housekeeper slash confidant slash friend. Margaret. Oh my! And Margaret's a, a stunning little little British redhead, just yeah. uh, you know, uh, late thirties, early forties, maybe. She's a lady of appropriate age. Indeed, indeed. She's a uh, she's seen a few. She can that. still get it. Yeah, she can. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, she's basically like, "Oh my God, you've been gone for a year. I'm glad that you're back." And uh, he's like, "Yes, yes, you know." Well, thank you for keeping things in order around here, but. Uh, you know, there's little room for sentiment in the life of a scientist. <laughs> but you didn't even pay attention to me. You just you just came right in and asked where Conga was going to stay and if it was warm enough. And nobody even pays attention to me, ever. Yeah, she was super jelly of Conga. Hella <laughs> jelly. Uh, but you know, the doctor, he's uh, he's obsessed with science. Yes. And uh, <laughs> they like walk out to the greenhouse or whatever he's got there at the the uh, i don't know the estate that he's at and uh there's like these plants like these beautiful like like purple flowers and stuff and he just starts like tossing them to like the center of the greenhouse like we'll clean this shit out of here maybe we can turn <laughs> into mulch and she's like but, but I, i've been keeping these alive and he's like no 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 see i'm gonna bring in some new plants from uganda and they grow much faster and you know we'll also have to crank this bitch up to like 95 degrees and <laughs> And then uh, the next day, uh, we get some tales of, like, the, the witch doctors and stuff that he was learning from there for a year. And uh, he's, like, making breakfast and stuff. And he's like, you see, I can put some of these seeds in here. And it makes the, the witch doctor would do that. And it would make the people submissive. So they, uh, you know, do whatever they said and stuff like that. And uh, I'm, I'm curious if that comes into play later in the movie, too. Yeah, because that's how they control Conga. That's yeah, oh yeah, the, well, yeah, Conga, yeah, Conga of... but but some of the humans and stuff, I was oh, like kind of curious true. too, because yeah, a lot of stuff goes on for a while before mm -hmm. they like start catching on, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's part of the part of the daily breakfast or something, but yeah. So, um, oh, that's right, the little cat uh, Tabish comes into the lab, and uh, <laughs> so so yeah, the doctor is you know talking about the witch doctor stuff as he's like juicing these plants and getting this green like reanimator goop out of this uh, <laughs> this strange vegetable juicer or something, and a little tabby cat named Tabish comes in while they're talking and uh, I guess some got spilled or whatever. Or it starts drinking it like out of the the cup. He comes in, he knocks it over, and then he's looking it off the floor. That's right. That's right. And she's like, "Oh, Tabish! Oh, you're so silly! You've not paid enough attention to your cat, Professor." And so Doctor Decker starts paying attention. And he's like, "He's like, oh shit!" <laughs> well, gotta put an end to this. Pulls a gun from his pocket. Pow! No, he pulls a gun out of the cabinet. Oh, oh, oh that's right. It was in a drawer. Cabinet. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And he's like, "Well, sorry, Tabish. Pow, 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 like triple taps." Which, by the way, spoiler for later, this is a growth serum. I would be down for a giant cat movie. Giant cat versus well, giant ape. I mean, that'd be great. But As they battle over London. I don't think they were ready for Roar quite yet. <laughs> no, no, no. I want a cat the size of Big Ben. Duh. I want Kanga the size of King Kong. And they just go at it. They haven't really done a giant, like, kaiju cat, have they? No, the only thing is uh, that children's book that I showed you, I have uh, Catzilla. It's, it's like sure. the photographs of a gal's cat, like, photoshopped into, like, city scenes. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I yeah. showed you that one. You did, you did. Yeah, oh, no, sorry. It was Cat Kong and Dogzilla. 
Mm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean real. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, there's no movie. No, no silver screen. Not even a... a Night of the like Caddis? It was Asylum or whatever movie. Look, if dogs had done better, there may have been a sequel. Dogs be cats? Oh. Uh, so yeah, same way they're like, well... I guess we'll just have to bury her tonight. Oh, well. So we cut to that night. And, uh, okay, babe. <laughs> we know it's night. We go to the greenhouse. And the uh, camera starts panning to the left. And we see these, what I just have written down is giant, veiny, black cocks with tongues. That's that's pretty <laughs> much it. They're basically, like, inflatable dongs. <laughs> Yeah. They're like black with like red veins crawling up them and like little red tongues coming off them. Like, oh, these are some of the African plants I brought from Africa, you know. <laughs> and there's also like uh, Venus fly traps and those little, uh, the, what are they called? The ones that are like the sacks or whatever? Oh, uh, the pitcher plants. Pitcher plants. Okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. It looks like a little pitcher with a little flap top and then, you know, the the bug gets sucked in like a, like a sarlacc pit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sorry, I just googled giant cat movies. Uh, apparently there's a 1949 movie called The Big Cat. Okay. Uh, Lon McAllister, uh, Peggy Ann Garner, Preston Forrester, Forrest Tucker. No, I've never heard of any no, of these No, The people. Really Big Cat. Uh, a drought 1930s forces a large cougar to co- Oh, it's a cougar movie. From the high country in Utah to prey on people's cattle. Yeah, real life, baby. This prompts no, no. farmers to pursue and kill the cat, but they have all failed. Danny Turner, Lon McAllister, arrives in the area to move his mother's birth- birthplace, now owned by his stepfather, uh, Preston Forrester. Tom is constantly threatened by a hostile neighbor, Gil Hawks, played by Forrest Tucker. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, looks like it's like a cattle war movie, but yeah. also has a cougar. Cat or you say? Oh, uh, the big cat. Nice. I'll check that shit out. Oh, uh, speaking of which, uh, with these giant plants or whatever, we also see the doctor is feeding them chunks of meat. Yeah, well, because those would be all uh, uh, in- insectivorous plants. Yes, but pitcher plants. But and... he's making them insectivorous or whatever to carnivorous. Oh, <gasps> real meat, not just that insect stuff. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yeah, then he, like, uh, trims some of the leaves off of the plant, uh, squeezes out his, his uh, reanimator juice. <laughs> yes, because uh, the leaves of these particular plants are also the ones that uh, they control growth, but also mind control. Well, I don't think, the, I think these ones are just for the growth, but... Because oh. it was seeds before, right? Oh, yeah, no, that's right. It's the seeds from it that is the mind control, and then the the leaves have... That's right. All right. Okay, because, yeah, they uh, he squeezes out the juice and gives it to Conga, and then Conga just, like, doubles in size with, you know, one of those uh, wavy wipes or whatever, where it's like... Like a dream sequence is about to start, but when it stops, it's like... A real chimp. Now it's a full-size chimp. It's a grown-up chimp. Make it with your baby chimp. Like, oh, my God. It's amazing. We then cut to, uh, I don't know, a classroom, and uh, Dr. Decker is given a presentation of the, the Baganda tribe that he was with, and he was like, oh yes, these guys, uh, you know, weren't, uh, weren't, weren't as savage as uh, report- other tribes have been reported to be. They uh, rely on steamed bananas with beans and sweet potatoes for sustenance. And then it, it shows like a video of like one of them like swallowing the head of a cobra right like, <laughs> to show that they're like good friends he like sticks it in its mouth and wants to do dentistry yep as i've written yeah. down nope <laughs> i'll just it's, brush my teeth thank you uh, no. they're trying really hard here to be like see these people aren't savages they just live differently than we do and yet somehow it comes off like even more racist. yeah it's <laughs> like these ones actually wear clothes <laughs> and it's like oh uh, guys yeah like uh like i see what they're trying to do and uh uh, but then this is also in the class where we meet Sandra. Babe, how would you uh, describe Sandra? Buxom blonde. Buxom blonde with big old bitties. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what buxom is. Uh, yes. I guess, yeah. Big old titties. Buxom buddies? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. big titty buddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she's also basically like the teacher's pet, I guess, in a way. And uh, the This doc- is the only class I'm not failing. <laughs> 
as she's like pointing up at him with her boobs at that bra that looks like Madonna in the 80s. <laughs> the yeah. torpedo bra, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is also where I was like, babe, what temperature is that in that classroom? Because the guys <laughs> yeah, are right. wearing a button-up shirt with a sweater vest over it and a full jacket, and the girls are wearing, like, tank tops. <laughs> well, well, they're, they're wearing, like... They were those mini sweaters. Yeah, yeah. well, in short skirts and stuff. Yeah. Or, well, short skirts in the 60s, you know. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what kids wore to college. Like, the boys girls wore suits. Girls would also and... be wearing either, like, a sweater or a jacket. Uh, yeah, they were, they were definitely into They'd those, be covering up those their suit face. pants. That, that was until they... Yeah, no, shoulder not pads. Suit pants. And... Not suit pants, though, but, like, a jacket or a cardigan. You wear your collegiate ca- cardigan over it. Yeah, well, then maybe it was warm. They didn't want to wear the jacket. Then why are the guys wearing sweater vests? I don't know. Because they have to wear a sweater vest or a jacket. Because boys are pussies. Wait. Look, babe, I don't know English dress code at at colleges in the 60s. All right. I don't want to know. I assume (laughs) tea is involved. Nobody wants that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I was saying, like, uh, we find out with Sandra, like, her studies come first. And he's like, oh, that's weird, because I'm looking for an assistant. How would you like to be my assistant, Sandra? And she's like, oh, that'd be most ever so fun. Oh, so we get to go to uh, the English countryside and live with apes in a giant palatial estate. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> this movie's almost Link. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh there was definitely, <laughs> like, having watched Link recently, it's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see the influence now. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've seen this scene before. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. So Dr. Deckery goes to chat with the dean. Um, and the dean's like, hey, so I read this uh, this interview that you did um, where you're basically, like, trying to find the link between plants and animals. Uh, they like, we're fine with your plant and animal research, but when you said humans may have evolved from plants, we needed to put our feet down. Yeah. So stop your research. And, of course, he's like, never! I will never stop! You can't make me! <laughs> and then this is the scene where like, the link thing was really sinking in, because then we cut to home. And Conga is bringing him tea on a little platter, and I'm like, oh, yes. Monkey Butler. No, he's bringing uh, the redhead tea because this is. Oh, this I thought is I was where... bringing both of them, but yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He, she, he bring Conga brings it down to her, and then she picks up Conga, and then he comes in. And is like, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I mentioned I needed a a touch of tea, and Conga just brought it on down. Oh, isn't he great? Because this is where we realize. Oh, this ape does not like the professor. She like has to walk oh, away yeah, from yeah, him because yeah. it apes like barren teeth and like ah. Yeah, yeah. and then that's when Margaret's also like, "Oh, you seem upset," and I'm like, "Yeah, the monkey can sense it too." He's like, "I'm gonna take his face off." Ah! <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, uh, the doctor's like, "Yeah, I'll talk with the dean. He's so narrow minded." Anyway, time for some new serum for uh. <laughs> for conga so they uh inject him and then he turns into a guy in a gorilla suit yes <laughs> it's another wave wipe or whatever and then uh and then the doctor pulls out the little uh little pocket light or whatever a little flashlight and starts doing hypnosis on him and like <laughs> you see conga i will be your master you will obey only me and now tonight i must test your obedience hmm Babe, how does he test uh, Conga's obedience? Murder. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We see the Dean working late in his office for some reason, <laughs> like 10 o'clock at night. Uh, assume he has trouble with the missus and just wants to stay like that and drink. <laughs> Uh, but then uh, we see a man in a gorilla suit walking behind him, like out the window, and then smash, and it starts choking him. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, uh, the next morning or whatever, uh, some cops are there, and they're like, oh, man, he, he must have broke broke his neck and his ribs and his clavicle and shit. Must have been someone incredibly strong. <laughs> and everyone at the at the college is uh, shocked by the news. Like, oh, oh, did you hear about the dean? Oh, my God. Oh my God. Uh. Did you hear about the dean? Oh, my God. How about you? Did you hear about <laughs> but, the dean? But there's one person who isn't shocked by it. <laughs> oh. Dr. Oh, Decker. I'm quite... Yeah. Mm, we had it coming yeah like, like even margaret's like oh my god did you know <laughs> did you hear about the dean he's like mm, oh yeah mm. old bastard had it coming anyway what's on the agenda for today you know everybody's shocked but you are yeah and she's basically like i know you did it i know you did it 
And he's like, no, we did it. We killed him. You're an accomplice now. And she's like, well, I guess so. But um, if that's the case, you're going to have to marry me or I'm going to go to the cops. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, all right. That's <laughs> one way of doing it. That's, that's the sweetest goddamn proposal I've ever heard. <laughs> and he's like, oh, all right, whatever. But nothing really changes. And she's like, yep, yep, nothing changes. <laughs> And by the way, this whole, like, scene where she's basically forcing him to marry or whatever, they're in the greenhouse, and you see those giant black dicks with tongues just in the Aww. background every time they, like, show the doctor. And I'm like, am I supposed to not see those? Or, like, not pay attention? Uh, <laughs> everything I see reminds me of him. Um, so then uh, the police, they start questioning, like, uh, uh, the dean's secretary and like, oh, does he have any enemies? Anybody run out and confess to killing him or anything? You know how cops do. Right. And he's like, no, no. He never had an enemy in the world. Although the day he did die, huh, he and the Dr. Decker had a, a, were screaming through the walls. I couldn't tell what they were saying no matter how hard I tried. Right. <laughs> like, I was oh. trying to listen in, but I just couldn't quite make it out. Yeah. He aren't what they used to be, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the doctor is the next person that comes in. They're questioning, and uh, he's just condescending as fuck. He's just right. like, oh, yes. Uh, we scientists, you know, we always talk about, uh, it's more discussion than argument, you know, uh, this and that, uh, you know, all kinds of BS. So the cops are like, all right, cool. But they like kind of got their eyes like, all right, mm. if, if there's a suspect, it might I be this you. guy. I yeah. see you. So then we cut to a dinner party that night. Ooh. And the doctor is introduced to Professor Tagore. Babe, oh. who's Professor Tagore? Definitely an Indian guy. Definitely an Definitely Indian guy. Definitely very Indian. In the proud tradition of Hammer Films, he's an Indian guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, the actor's name is Roger Chesterfield. Oh, boy. <laughs> I believe Actually, he went in with, am I playing a red dot Indian or am I playing a feather Indian? <laughs> <laughs> All right, babe, I'm looking it up now. Is, uh, is Roger Chesterfield <laughs> more British or less British than his name? Oh, well, so here's the thing. He could be, like, half Indian from India could because be. it was a British colony for so long. It absolutely could be. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh. Oh, babe. Uh, he's played by George Pastel. Um, <laughs> he's, there's he's the so, picture. He's so pale, he's pastel. <laughs> uh, he was the train conductor in From Russia With Love. Is this the mummy that we went uh like looking at him it's like oh i he might have been in some of those hammer movies we watched i'm just looking Probably. through his uh i mean you know they they reused good people yeah, let's see doctor who for a bit the avenger oh oh the third man tv series okay oh my steve cut this cut this cut this <laughs> future steve <sighs> problem yes he was in The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Yes! As Hashmi Bey. Yes! He also was in... Yeah. He's, he, so he can play Egyptian as well. I thought his name was familiar. <laughs> oh my god, I bet he's in Bombay Stranglers. Uh, hold on, <laughs> looking, looking. Which, by the way, guys, Bombay Stranglers, like, legit amazing. Yeah, and based on a true story, too, which really blew my mind. But, uh, you know Kali Ma from uh, Temple of Doom? Think of that done 20-something years earlier. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yep, the Stranglers of Bombay. He's the hey! high priest. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be about it that we would have seen. So, yeah, there we go. Ooh, Deadly Nightshade. He plays Ferrari. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see, where were we? Oh, yeah, the dinner party <laughs> with uh, Professor Tagor. Um and uh, we find out uh, Professor Tagor, he's also working on uh, a link between plants and animals and uh, stimulating growth. And, uh, of course, uh, Dr. Decker, he's like, hey, we should uh, we should perhaps join forces, you and I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, uh, Dr. Tagor, he's like, or Professor Tagor, he's like, <laughs> actually, no thanks. I'm actually really close to publishing this stuff. And, uh, and it, See, I'm a respected scientist. Yeah. Well, he's like, wait, so you've actually done something? He's like, I've done enough to publish, so I think I'm going to do that, and then I can do further research from there. 
Oh, by the way, uh, if you'd like to come check it out, here's my address, uh, and here's the hours I work alone, and uh, uh, so, just so you know, I have no servants, so <laughs> if someone <laughs> were to try to kill me, <laughs> they could totally get away with it. Anyway, so long, Bucker. I total privacy and with all my doors and windows unlocked and open at all times. I have a very soft neck, you see. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like, well, you're fucked, sir. Uh, <laughs> like guys, I wish I was joking. It's really late on that thing. It, is. it really is. It's great. Here's, here's a list of my worst fears. I do have a weak heart. <laughs> yeah. I almost wanted him to just make it through the whole movie, and this would just be a red herring. Yeah, right. <laughs> like... <laughs> he pulls off the turban, and he's like, "Freeze! I'm Detective Sherlock Holmes the no, whole no, time." No, no, no. I something. still wanted him to just be a professor and just like be like tell everybody his weakness and just live his life <laughs> like oh shit you know who would have played him in uh the 90s movie tim curry oh no <laughs> <laughs> romanian philanthropist looking for a link between flap and animal <laughs> not fisher stevens oh shit you're right <laughs> Maybe in the 80s. Maybe in the 80s. <laughs> 90s, he was already on to Hackers. It's true, true. He was trying to put that behind him. I think he was directing by that. Oh, he probably <laughs> directed it. No. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the so the doctor, you know, of course, after the party, the doctor drives over, sees the lab, and uh, basically he sees that, like, the uh, uh, Professor Tagore is basically, like, spliced a couple plants together or something like that like oh look the plants grow really fast and he's like you fool you see <laughs> i'm way beyond this just by getting plants from africa you're not you're a goddamn doctor at all and just it's like really condescending to him and of course right? professor tagor is like i'm afraid i'm gonna have to ask you to leave he's like no you see because it's too late Musical stinking conga like reaches through these shelves and starts choking uh, Tagor from behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically, uh, Conga then starts just, like, destroying the rest of the lab and, like, like fuck your pots, fuck your pans, <laughs> you know, like, all that kind of shit. And then uh, the doctor's like, okay, that's enough, Conga. We should uh, we should probably head home now. <laughs> so th- you fucked enough sh- shit up. Yeah. So the next morning, uh, we're at the school again, and uh, everybody's loading up into the back of a milk truck, like a dozen kids or whatever, in the back of a milk truck to uh, go on a field trip. Oh! And uh, we're going to see some mosses and ferns. Everybody have your permission slips? All right. You know, shit like that. <laughs> and uh, The tender herbs and mosses, Steve, it's going to make them delicious. Yes, the herbs and grasses. That's, uh, what they That's what the forest animals nip a lot to make them delicious, Steve. That's right. Oh, and the best part about this scene is when the doctor basically calls shotgun for Sandra. <laughs> like, uh, Sandra, I need you riding up front with me because I need you to take notes as I'm driving or something. And uh, her boyfriend, Bob, is there who we're uh, introduced to. I guess we kind of met him in the the, the classroom yeah. scene, too. But uh, basically all the other guys <laughs> that are in the back of the van are talking shit like, Oh, she's sitting oh. up there with the doctor. You think he's giving up? <laughs> You know, more British, but it's like, you think he's, he, he, she's giving him a handy? Or uh, you think they're going to be working late hours, Bobby? Uh, you know, she, uh, she's been spending a lot of free time there, if you know what I mean. Shut up, guys. She's totally still into me. Yeah. And I love how the one guy's like, yeah, yeah, okay, guys. Hey, let's play some tunes on the radio. Like, pulls it out of his butt and is like, like, these kids will just start dancing whenever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drop everything and dance. Yeah. Um, get them! <laughs> get them! <laughs> Destroy! Cameron's lear- learned that high kick from you, babe. Yeah! Watcha! <laughs> yeah. Sorry. They're just <laughs> so for the when they wrestle. No. They're so cute when they wrestle. <laughs> to bite your butt. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> you call that a right hook? Right in the chin. <laughs> Victory. <Okay. laughs> uh, so yeah, so they get to the forest, and uh, yeah, the doctor mentions something to Sandra, like, yeah, I'd like to perhaps get a little alone time. <laughs> you know, additional research. Uh, the rest of you go, I don't know, dig up some plants or some shit. And then, like, immediately as they step out of the car, like, there's, like, a rainstorm rolling in. 
And he's like, all right, well, if the storm hits, we can all meet up at the ranger station right over there and we'll have tea and crumpets and it'll be great. <laughs> and yeah, it's literally like 30 seconds later, it starts downpouring and everybody runs to the ranger station and, you know, Bob's like super jealous because, uh, again, the guys are like giving him shit like, well, the doctor and Sandra aren't back yet. Do you think they might just be in the back of the van or something? They're right. just getting the van. Shut up, Stan. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, Bob is also, like, talking to Sandra there for a bit and, like, talking about, like, I think you're spending a lot of time with him. And Sandra's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to get the passing grade. You know I can't get by on my academics alone. Yeah. And I love how they're, like, having an argument, but then she just kind of ends up, well, like, well, pick me up at eight, okay? Then we'll spend some time together. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. That wasn't where I thought that conversation was going, but whatever. Uh, and then this is when the rain comes out. Everybody runs off to the ranger station. And uh, they start playing that radio music again. Because I guess the radio's not in the van. It's in that guy's pocket. Yeah, he, he just brought it along. It's the, the travel radio. Yeah, but but it's like... It's like the size of like a microwave, almost. Oh, like, no, like, no, 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 no. It wasn't that big. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it was like the size of like an N64. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. we'll go with that, I guess. He has really big inside pockets on his jacket, Steve. Yeah, well, you remember you walked around with your N64 in your back pocket there for a while. No, 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 yeah. inside jacket pocket. He's got that oh. on one side, and he's got, like, a bottle of wine on the other. He's ready to party oh, anytime. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <Steve>. <laughs> ready to do some Mario Kart and drink some yeah. uh, two-buck Chuck? Yeah, yeah. By the way, y'all, as somebody who still has her N64 and her Mario Kart, one of the best things to do when all your buddies are drunk and together is play Mario Kart. Of course, yeah. I have a present for you, Steve. It rhymes with banana. That's <laughs> 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 right. Uh, but yeah, eventually the uh, doctor and Sandra they show up at the at the ranger station too, and they're like, "All right, well we've got we've got the van here, so everybody jump in. We're leaving in like ten minutes." Or, or you know, everybody jump in the van, and I'm like, "You guys have literally been there for ten minutes." Oh yeah, well like, he because he said like, "Well, it doesn't look like uh, the rain's gonna let up, so we." <laughs> can't do our field trip today we might as well just head back everybody get in the van i'm gonna lock up the the ranger station yep but then uh bob comes back and uh, he wants to have a little chat with the doctor uh professor can i have a talk to you about if you're stooping my girlfriend <laughs> yes we can talk about if that's happening are you stooping my girlfriend what are you trying to say bob did your penis enter her vagina? No, it's not even that. It's like, I don't like you spending time with Sandra. I think you need to leave her alone, Doctor. And he's like, I think I'll do whatever I damn well want, you little pissant. Right? <laughs> like, honestly, in this situation, Bob's in the wrong. Yeah. We're going to find out later, maybe Bob wasn't yeah. totally wrong. I mean, you know, where there's smoke, there might be fire in the panties. But, <laughs> but, but, but like, in this one, it's just like, God damn, Bob, calm the fuck down. You're entering stalker territory. Oh, yeah, yeah. he gets, like, up in his shit, and the doctor, like, yeah. slaps him or something. Or he, like, pushes the doctor, doctor, like, slaps him, and then just start tussling, and yeah. he starts, like, choking the doctor. And uh, then he, like, realizes what he's done. He's like, oh, oh my God, I'm sorry, doctor. We don't, uh... You don't need to tell any people about this, right? <laughs> and the doctor's like, yes, we won't tell anybody about this. Anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, so that night, we're at uh, dinner at Bob's house, and uh, Bob's family, the whole family, those kids were great. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, these kids are the best part of this fucking movie. They're like 10, 12 years old, something like that, but like they're like giving bob so much shit you know the parents are like you know british parents like oh i think you're spending a lot of time with the sandra girl he's like but i love her daddy <laughs> and the kids are like ugh, love <laughs> you kids know that you know <laughs> what a waste of time <laughs> uh, but um yeah basically he's like okay well i'm gonna go uh meet up with sandra bye everybody and uh i love how the dad's last thing is like Play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then uh, he goes out. He's got his little fucking moped or whatever. He's like starting up. <laughs> and then uh, hears a noise in the bushes. Like, what the hell? And then Congo! Comes out and chokes his ass and just leaves him there by the moped, like knocked over or whatever. And I'm picturing like people coming out like, holy shit, did you do a backflip off that thing? What What happened? You fell off the moment? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Conga goes running off as, like, um, 
Yeah, I think yeah, I think the dad did like hear a noise around where he was like, "Are you okay?" Ah, that kind of thing. And Kong is running away through the park. And we see, yeah, we see, basically see a guy in a gorilla suit running through an open park with a giant spotlight, but you know, just to lighten the park. And uh, we see the doctors waiting by the van, I guess, on the other side of the park. But then he hears the noise, looks around, and there's like two cops right there. Two, uh, what are they called? Not Borellis. That's an umbrella. Uh, Bobbies. Bobbies. Two Bobbies sitting over there. Well, oh, Bobby. And uh, so Kanga gets there and he's like, Kong, shh, be quiet, be quiet, get in the back of the van, we gotta get out of here. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they uh, he hops in and they drive off. And again, the uh, cops are uh, talking to Bob's family and uh, basically like, yeah, Bob had no enemies. And the Bobbies uh, are talking about Bobby. Yeah, that's right. We Bobby's got to stick together, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they casually mention something like, yeah, not a bit of evidence, except for these black ape hairs that were over... The last couple of vic- the three victims that we have, but we've we've checked to see if like anybody yeah. if anybody's lost an ape. We've checked everybody yeah. in town. No, nobody's lost an ape. I have written down, and it's like, okay, how many people at that school in London have an ape at their disposal? The answer, possibly one. Here's the thing, though, he hasn't taken Conga to school. Conga, oh, been... he's had interviews with Conga. At the airport. Oh, that's right. At the airport. Yeah. That's right. But we'll say he's been in his basement. So all they have to do is go like. Trust me, that it, Dean knows about those right? about Conga. Well, but then they just have to be like, did Conga get out? No, Conga's right here. He's right here. No, I guess it wasn't uh, Conga. But, but then again, it's like, oh yeah, he's right here. He's also a giant man in a gorilla outfit. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> they grow so fast, don't they? Right. But, uh, yeah, we got back to uh, the palatial estate of uh, Dr. Decker. And Margaret is just upset because he's like, why the hell did you have to kill Bob? <laughs> why? There was no reason to. He's just a boy. <laughs> and, uh, and my, my reasons are my own. You, you're a woman. You wouldn't understand these things. The life of a professional scientist. That's right. He's like, what, do you want to quit or something? And she's like, well, no, but. Oh, he's like, so I guess this means you don't want to get married then. She's like, well. You know, I don't have any other options, so which we still have to do that. Yeah, it's like, no, but you know they're going to find out about you, right? <laughs> and then he's like, ah, you're probably right. Perhaps now is the time to destroy Conga before he destroys us. And then we'll just have to do my research in Uganda. Yes, we have to leave London behind, but I'm perfectly okay with that. And because you're going to be my wife, you're perfectly okay with that, right? Yes, we'll we'll just go to Africa, and I already know the tribes people. They'll take us in immediately and help me build my lab. But we can't do immediately. Tell you what, let's go to Bob's funeral first, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll invite Sandra over for dinner. You know, show that uh, show that oh. you know ease her in her time of mourning. And he whatnot. straight up goes like. Mm, Sandra and I could go ahead and then you could come a few months after just you know not to raise suspicion I think that comes up a little later but I I think the suspicion thing is like oh yeah Bob died now we're gonna have a dinner with the girlfriend to grieve her kind of thing (laughs) but but yeah it totally switches I think during dinner actually (laughs) where it's like oh would you like to be my assistant we're going to Uganda next week and you know (laughs) that kind of thing yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after dinner, like takes her to the greenhouse and uh, shows off those giant plants, and, like you know those giant black dick pants. Yeah. <laughs> plants. And uh, he's like, "You see, I've turned these plants from insectivorous to carnivorous." <gasps> and uh, and yeah, that's when he's like, "You know, you can come assist me." And uh, she's like, "But what about Margaret?" And like, "You're better." Newer, fresher than Margaret. Margaret can't sustain me the way you can. That's right. (laughs) No, I don't want to. And then he just starts kissing her. And Margaret's like outside the greenhouse, like listening in. And I'm like, it's a greenhouse. You can just look right in. Right? (laughs) You know, you may have to look around the giant black dicks, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, she like goes down to the lab and uh, unlocks Conga's cage and Pulls out the little flashlight and starts hypnotizing him like, Now you will obey me, Conga. I'll do everything I say. Yep. Uh, and the doctor, he gets, uh, quote, aggressive in the uh, in the greenhouse with Sandra. And Sandra's like, No, I, I, I don't think I can go with you. I mean, I'd like to, but I, I'm just a kid. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, I've got a fast to get in order. Oh, yeah. It, uh, 
Margaret, she also like uh, doses Kanga with the serum because I guess some of that was prepared. And he instantly grows like, oh, yeah, like well, you're as... not listening to me, so I'm going to dose you with this. Now I'll be your yeah. one and true master. Yep. And she gives him like a full syringe. The doctor's been giving oh, yeah. him just like a quarter syringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. she goes full like, like I expect him to like explode or something. But uh, instead he gets as big as the basement instantly. And then he picks up Margaret. <laughs> it's a, like a little redheaded like uh, Barbie doll kind of thing. And tosses it. And it's so good. And she's like horse like flailed in the corner. Oh, all, like all broken or whatever. And then Kanga keeps getting bigger and bigger until he's bigger than the two-story house and like crashes oh. through. Oh, my miniature. And the whole time we're down. And the doctor doesn't hear any of this? Oh, that's right. He's uh, too busy uh, <laughs> trying to get busy with Sandra. And she's like screaming in his ear. Yeah. So Kanga looks down into the greenhouse and sees what's going on. And then, crash, crashes through and grabs the doctor. And of course, the guy in the grill seat's now walking around with like a little Ken doll. But it shows, you know, Michael Gov like, Let me go, Kanga! Why, why are you doing this? <laughs> why do you sound like Schwarzenegger? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that's right. And Sandra gets bit by, like, one of the Venus flytraps or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, she gets her arm caught in the Venus flytrap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, wait for, like, rip her arm off, but it's like, yeah. oh, God. Uh, the fire department's there instantly because the house oh, yeah. started on fire when he was crashing through it and shit. Or, that's right, the lab started on fire. That's right. Yeah. But, yeah, now the whole house is on fire. Fire department shows up, and they're basically like, hey, yo, look over there. That's a big old monkey, ladies. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, Kanka goes walking off with the doctor in his hand, and they go to, like, downtown London, like, you know, it's up and down Hyde Street or something. And uh, everybody's running away like it's a Godzilla movie, like, ah, run! And uh, even the the, uh, the police get the call, and they're like, what's that, they say? A giant monkey! And they, like, get on the radio, like, all right, have all the cops come back here and get some arms, and, uh, you know, because, you know, they just walk around with a little, uh, Little, uh, little bats or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, get him some guns. We're going to take him out. And, uh, yeah, we hear uh, the Dr. Decker say, let me down, like a hundred fucking times as he's, like, walking yes. through the town. And then uh, eventually. And it's, they cut between uh, Kanga holding, uh, like, a Ken doll. Yeah. And obviously just a shot of the professor standing on a green stage that they've cut out yeah because his feet are way too fucking flat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's very you know it's it's of its time special effects yeah but, you know it's not too bad uh but conga eventually gets over by big ben <gasps> and uh and when they get to big ben like everybody's running like ah but when he gets to big ben everybody just like stops and like st- stares at him like i like what is he Ooh. is he gonna climb it what, what what's he gonna do like i'd still be running away i don't fucking know right? <laughs> but uh the cops start pulling up and they like set up like mortars and shit and and they're like fire <laughs> like unloading machine guns and setting off mortars and shit like fucking rip those uh rotary cannons yeah. and missile launchers all kinds of shit and then that's that's when I noticed. Wait, where's the doctor? He's no longer in his hand. <laughs> he dropped them. And yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, I guess apparently he got tossed or something. Uh, but then uh, Conga like falls down, and I assume kills dozens in his wake. But uh, nope, he goes back to just regular old chimp size. And uh, he's lying there next to the corpse of the doctor, who I guess say I was tossed from the top of Big Ben or whatever. And uh, the bell starts tolling, dong, dong, and there's the dead chimp lying there. The end! (laughs) (laughs) Roll credits, babe. Steve! That's Conga. Conga! What'd you think? Honestly, I love this stupid movie. (laughs) It is... It is a really stupid movie, but yeah, I really enjoy it. This is like feels to me like the epitome of B movie. It's yeah. fun. The actors are trying. They may not be the greatest actors in the world, but they're trying. How dare you? Michael Guff is amazing. The special <laughs> effects are fucking trying and you know they have no budget. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that later. But like it just I don't know. It's it feels so genuine like nobody's half-assing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's just it. It's British actors doing their Britishness and like you know it's kind of a 
kind of an odd story. Like, like it's it's out there. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it is it Jurassic Park? No. Is it yeah, it's, King Kong? Uh, yeah. It's kinda. the B movie. It's yeah. the you paid for a double feature. This is the one that's going to start at 10, 10 p.m. Are you going to stay all the way through it? Meh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, totally worth a watch, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say check it out. Yeah, uh, it's on Epics. Uh, I'm sure you can buy it somewhere for like five bucks too if you really want it. <laughs> right. But yeah, worth it. Uh, so yeah. On that note, we're gonna take quick <gasps> take a quick commercial break. What? When we come back, <gasps> we have more beer, Ooh. fun facts, <gasps> and what we learn from Conga. Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Ah, are you a fan of dinosaurs? Snacks? Dinosaurs made out of snacks? Movie monsters? Unicorns? Cats? Dogs? Rats? Shrimp? Pokemon? Tie-dye? Paracord bracelets? Paracord dog leashes? Enamel pins? Coloring books? Block prints? Watercolor? Pet portraits? Buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast, Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters, from Oz, The Hand That Rocks, The Cradle, The Crow, Grayson, Frankie, uh, Monroe Kelly, and Congo. You're a great white hunter, though I happen to be black. Steve, Izzy, just want to give you a shout out and let you know to someone that you are truly loved and appreciated, as you truly are amazing. If anyone has the tools and the talent, it's you. <laughs> just keep having fun, stay healthy, safe, and of course, always, keep on busting. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that have were added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. Take it back every week. Indeed they do. Ugh, babe, I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty. I'm still a little sober. Oh, well, let's change that shit. <laughs> uh, from Level Crossing Brewing in Salt Lake City, Utah, we have their Suss It Out Rye India Pale Ale. Oh, shit. <laughs> babe, See? the alcohol on this? <gasps> 6.9. <laughs> Should have saved this for a besotted geek. Right. <laughs> Still got one. All right. Uh, oh, here we go. Creating the ultimate rye IPA was a sus, a sus worth the fuss. The journey to achieve this precise blend of complex grains, hoppy bitterness, and mind-blowing aroma began in 2010. Ten gallons at a time. Fifty iterations later, we suspect a favorable consensus... We like to say sus. Okay, cool. And uh, my top. Oh, my top. Nice. And the poor. Ooh, we have a beautiful like golden beer, like a dark straw color. We have a just an off-white foamy head. Lots of very fine bubbles. That very are fine bubbles make me happy. <laughs> Oh, a ton Ooh. of pine aroma right on the nose. Yeah. 
Yeah, you you get a lot of that pine right up front. Almost like a little floral. Steve's yeah. one in for the sip. Oh, yeah, I like a good rye IPA. Yeah, it's a oh, yeah. very different mouthfeel with the, the rye flavor, but, man, it's just <sighs> good. Like, yeah, rye brady. A um, little bit, yeah, like the floral, but also a little piney with the hop notes. Like, just a good, well-rounded little beer. Absolutely. Wow, yeah. I could mm. drink this shit for a while. Yeah, it's got that, like strong like hoppy bitter bitterness oh top me off before you get to her uh, it's got that like a strong bitterness to it but because it's like a lot of bitterness is from the rye not just from hops yeah it doesn't it it bl- it lends itself to play along with the malts really well yeah so yeah, it yeah, doesn't feel point. overwhelming yeah yeah you get, you get a little bit of that that bitterness pipe without being overly hoppy yeah, yeah. exactly i like it i like it that's a level crossing suss it out rye pa well babe would you okay. be interested in any fun facts are they super fun facts because they're fun fun facts well i'd like to think so <clears throat> rotten tomatoes babe what do you think the critics thought of conga oh the critics do not like this movie i guarantee it i'm gonna go with my super generous 17 percent 38% with the critics. Oh, good! What do you think the audience score is, though? You know what? Uh, let's go 27. I'm actually going to double-check this, because it seems really low. What I have uh, on my notes here. So I'm just going to double-check real quick. I uh, no, Yeah, 38% with the critics. 14% with the audience. Apparently, oh. people don't fucking like this movie. I mean, uh... Cliff of Cliff in the Balcony reviews told us when we announced we were doing this movie, I like every ape movie, every single one, except Konga. Yeah. Was it just maybe because, it, oh, it's such a ripoff of Kong and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, this definitely, we've seen a lot worse movies. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we're absolutely. By the yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely want to say it. I gotta agree with the critics. Like it's right. You know, it's a either you like it or you don't kind of movie. But it's definitely not a. Oh my god! I can't believe anybody would like this. Blah, blah, blah. Ah. <laughs> uh, the budget. Any guesses? Oh, um, I have. I honestly have yeah. no idea. Five hundred thousand. I mean, it's the sixties oh, too. Yeah, so yeah. The, the, that, that's part that's, of it. Like that's I'm like, like twenty that. million today or something. Right? <laughs> Uh, producer Herman Cohen first considered using ape actor Steve Calvert, uh, who had worked with Cohen on Bride of the Gorilla and Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn Gorilla. Uh, oh shit! But Calvert had retired from performing in his gorilla suit, uh, so Cohen turned to another renowned ape actor, George Barrows, but only hired Barrows' gorilla costume, not Barrows himself. The actor Paul Stockman was instead chosen, based primarily on being a good fit for Barrow's costume. Barrow's was annoyed when his gorilla costume was returned from England in bad shape. The fuck, dude? Yeah. That's Herman Cohen, writer and producer of Hammer Stuff and This and Berserk. All right. Uh, also, apparently, Jess Conrad was scheduled to sing a song in the film. That's right, Bob. Uh, but it was cut. Uh, apparently mentioned mentioned it in an interview with bbc's the one show uh in 2017 uh when a piece was done on the film so all right yeah there you go and i'm like where would this musical number have been like after class or in the woods or something or i bet it would have been on the bus oh shit when they pulled out the radio yeah yeah okay yeah Uh, i can see why it was cut but yeah yeah, it just makes it a nice, tight hour and a half. I can see if they were, like, trying to do the beach blanket Babylon bullshit. And it would be like, oh. Yeah, I'm picturing that what a... Uh, to the forest, gonna see some ferns and plants. I'm picturing that stupid, uh, like, high school shenanigans movie or whatever with that 40-year-old, like, Elvis impersonator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one on Rift Tracks Rift all Tracks. the time. You, you know it, guys. <laughs> uh, but, babe... We've reached the most important part. <gasps> what did we learn from Conga? Oh my. Well, I learned that you can win any woman over with a monkey, monkey butler. 
I mean, it's true. We learn from this and maybe another movie later this month. What? <laughs> Uh, I learned the little room for sentiment in the life of a scientist. <laughs> sediment or sentiment? <laughs> sentiment. There's plenty of room for sediment in science. There's science who uh, specialize in that specifically. I also learned if I have to kill one of the cats, I might as well triple tap. Aww. <laughs> oh, Tabish, how could you do it? Only if they're going to become. Only if they drink your special serum and become giant. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll never reach full maturity with that. <laughs> uh, anything else you learned? Um, I mean, I love this fucking movie, and people are like judging it way too hard. I learned there's a lot of uh, giant veiny black things in Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a horticulture joke. Anyway. <laughs> Well, babe, thank you so much for watching Congo with me. Oh, thank you for watching me. Watching it with me. Watching me. Thank you for watching me. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, uh, Babe, are you uh, on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. I also have an Etsy shop where I sell my goods and wares. Get them while you can at untidyvenus.etsy.com. UntidyVenus.etsy.com And you can find me over on Patreon at UntidyVenus on Patreon. Come join my Sticker of the Month Club. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Steve, where can we find you? Oh, well, you can find us on all the major podcatchers under Everything I Learned From Movies. Or you can hit us up directly on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at EILF Movies. That's Everything, Everything I Learned From Movies. movies. Uh, guys, uh, we're doing the Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future watch parties uh, every yeah! other Saturday. Uh, to find out when, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies and we can get you on the watch party list. Uh, basically, yeah, we're watching this 1987 Canadian post-apocalyptic children's show that, spoilers, <laughs> only lasted one season, but it's fucking amazing. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is... Everything I learned from movies. Barbecue sauce. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody.